So it's week 11 and we have a really pressing topic this week. Our prompt asks what challenges climate change raises for park and forest management. And uh, the short answer to that before I dive in is a lot. It poses a lot of challenges. Climate change is a huge problem and it poses a ton of challenges for parks around the globe, honestly, um, especially parks we're seeing, you know, with glaciers, um, with the intense fluctuations in temperature that are in much higher and lower extremes than we've seen before. We're losing a lot of those glaciers, which is extremely detrimental to the local ecosystems, including the people that live nearby. Um, if we completely lose these glaciers, people lose irrigation um, and they, you know, they lose water. And so that's, you know, one critical issue that parks are going to have to start managing far more intensely for. Wildfires are another huge one. And those are cropping up at much higher rates and are becoming more and more devastating. You know, we saw in California at the fires this year, just wreaked absolute havoc. Um, as someone from California, I know I was terrified for a lot of my relatives that lived there. And um, I know that a lot of a lot of land was was destroyed. And fire can be, don't get me wrong, fire can be a great thing. And that is a, you know, these melting ice and, and fire, those are all natural things per se. But those are natural things that have been exacerbated extraordinarily by Anthropocene causes by humans. I think that at this point in time, it's going to be crucial for, you know, not just a park here or there, but for every park in the United States, at least, to make a climate change action plan and to look into more heavily the effects of climate change on not just nature as a whole, which we've definitely seen some of, you know, the IPCC let out a document just last year about the effects of a lot of different things, uh, ocean acidification, melting ice caps, rising water levels, all these things that really work and play together to create pretty devastating effects. Um, but I think that we need parks to really delve into the specifics of their park and the ecology of the land that they're on. And I think that they need to make a game plan and, you know, address what's really going on here. How is this going to continue? How is this going to affect not just the landscape and the ecology, but how we're going to be able to interface with visitors, how we're going to be able to continue to promote or to prohibit recreation. And, you know, this is something that we've seen to some extent, but not nearly to the extent that we need parks to really be doing. That, you know, all that being said, though, I can see from a policy and from a management standpoint, how this could be a tricky undertaking. It's very easy for me to sit, you know, behind my laptop and say they need to do more research, they need to make more plans. But the bureaucracy is very convoluted. And there's a lot of red tape that you have to get through to do those kinds of things. You know, even just looking at research that takes funding. And for a lot of parks right now, that's something they're struggling with. And, you know, we're having more and more free kind of natural events, but 
if those impact access to your park, if those impact what things you can and cannot allow in your park, you know, if you have an insanely heavy snowfall and have to close the park down early, if you have fires or floods, you know, that's entrance fees you're losing, that's campsites, you know, rentals that you're not getting paid for. And, you know, so then it's like, well, where's the money going to come from to do this research? And I think that's a really big question when it comes to anything that has to do with the environment and with policy. And I, you know, I recognize looking back that over these journal entries, I've been talking a ton about um, things that parks could do differently, things that management could be, you know, things that could be changed in management terms. And I've really failed to look at the practicality of any of that. I I sound like a broken record here, but I think that we're going to have to rely on the public for a lot of this if we really want to see things done. And I've talked so many times about education and educating the public. And, uh, you know, I'm just I'm afraid that that is the only place that a lot of these parks could even attempt to get funding from. And, you know, not to delve into politics too heavily, but there's definitely places where objectively I could say, oh, I think we should cut funding from here. And, you know, there's a lot of money there that we could use for this. But, you know, in reality, it's budgets are difficult to get past. And there's a lot of things at play besides just what is going to be best for people and planet. And, you know, Washington, D.C., we've seen that a lot from the administration um, starting in 2016. And, you know, I really, I hope dearly that that changes and that we can get a new candidate in office that is going to prioritize the planet a lot more. And so I'm hopeful for possibilities of the future, but also I am trying to be realistic here. I think that one of the only ways, you know, parks could obtain the money, if not from the public, would be by increasing entrance fees, increasing, you know, other kinds of recreational fees, possibly, you know, rent out equipment or um, host more kind of guided events. And these are all things that, while they could be helpful, are a large undertaking and, you know, need people behind them to get started. And so I think you kind of run into another road bump there. And it's like, well, where are we going to get the people from? And then who's going to pay the people? And, you know, if we're adding all of these things at the parks and paying people to to manage all of these things, are we really even going to be making any more money than we had previously from tourism? And, um, use of the parks. And then, you know, what is an influx of people going to do to the parks? And um, so there's there's a lot of issues that climate change, I think, raises that aren't just related to climate change. You know, it's related to the economy and to access to nature. And, you know, while in a perfect world, it would be free to access every park. And, um, you know, the reality is it's not free to maintain parks and it's not free to you know, make sure that parks are safe and usable. So I I think that climate change is forcing us to confront a lot of bigger bureaucratic issues besides just the planet, which is which is dire in and of itself, you know. I realize now I've presented a lot of challenges. I've talked about, you know, obviously the the dire um, impending ecological disasters that 
climate change brings and, you know, the loss of biodiversity and the loss of habitat and all of these things. Um, I've talked about how, you know, there's really no funding for the things that we need to do and how even if there was funding, there's not enough people. And then what happens if there's too many people? Um, and I haven't really provided a lot of solutions here. And I think that's in large part because there isn't a single easy solution. And I think this is going to be a problem we're going to have to tackle bit by bit. And it's not going to be easy. And I think that it's going to require acquiring a little bit of debt uh, to some extent that, I mean, I hope can be made back when we've kind of stabilized the planet. But I think that right now, our focus often is on finances, which is, you know, very valid, but I think we have more pressing issues than that. And so I guess the solution I'm presenting is, is a very flawed solution, but that's to, you know, put in the money to take care of our parks and to manage them well and to manage them for climate change. And to manage them for research and development. And, you know, yes, that might cost a lot of money. Budgets may need to be slashed in other areas, but I think that it's not impossible. I I do think it's gonna take bi bipartisan support, which almost seems more impossible than finding money these days. But, you know, I hope that, I hope the planet can stick around long enough that, people like me and a lot of the people I've, you know, worked with and studied with can get in there and start making some of these positive changes.